What's up, this Shaq Barrett, outside linebacker of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and you're listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. What is going on, everybody? I hope you're having a great day today. This is Alex from the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. This is the 108th episode of Season 2. Today, we're talking Week 9 takeaways and the waiver wire. We're talking some of the biggest takeaways from the Sunday games. This is being recorded on Monday um, at halftime of the Giants-Chiefs game. Another good game going on, and hopefully the Giants can pull it off. We'll see if they did, but we do not know at the current moment. You know in the morning, and I hope that the Giants won. But... We are here today to talk a little bit of takeaways, a little bit of week nine waiver wire. I'll try to keep the takeaways quick. I know you guys don't want to be here all night listening to takeaways. You're here for the waivers mostly, but again, we'll try to get out. We'll try to get all of this done in about 10 to 12 minutes or less. We'll try to keep it short for you guys so you can keep it moving, keep your waivers going, and uh, hopefully have another good week of fantasy football. My number one takeaway for this week is it's time to worry about Justin Herbert and fantasy. Not a guy I was a fan of going in, but Justin Herbert has had less than 17 fantasy points in four out of seven games this year. That's concerning. I, I get it. Like, he had that 140-point game and another, like, 30-point game. But four out of seven games have been less than 17 fantasy points. That's not good. And then he also has four top 10 matchups in the next five that he's playing. Uh, a little bit little bit worrisome for Justin Herbert. Uh, I only have, have seven takeaways. I have eight. But the other one's about Adrian Peterson, who we'll talk about on the waiver wire. My number, my next takeaway is that Michael Carter is legit. Michael Carter, running back for the Jets, had 20 plus touches each of the last two straight games. He's had at least nine plus targets in each of those games. Had nine and 14 targets with Mike Wade at quarterback. Michael Carter going to be a smash play this week against the Indianapolis Colts because of his receiving production. The other thing, Robert Woods is consistent. I cannot believe it that Robert Woods has been consistent. It seems like he's had a down year, but going into this week, he was the wide receiver 18 and a half PPR leagues. I don't know where he's at now, but again, he scored a touchdown this week. So I doubt if anything, I bet if anything, he's gone up, but Robert Woods has been consistent 10 plus fantasy points, five straight games. And he only has one tough matchup, which is a top 10 matchup in his last seven games. That is very good for Robert Woods. It's also time to drop Odell Beckham Jr. Said four or less fantasy points in four or five games. Less than 25 yards in three out of the last four. Anytime you can get a wide receiver, less than 25 yards in three out of four, especially with Odell's been this year where he's given us no signs of optimism, I think it's time that we can safely drop him. I also think it's time to drop Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers had less than nine fantasy points in six of eight games this year, and he holds the NFL record for most catches without a touchdown. That is 130. While catching three two-point conversions, he has never caught a touchdown. Again, He's only had two double-digit fantasy point games all year in eight games. I like the role he's in. I like how he's playing with Mac and the targets and everything like that. But the production has not been there, and I think for the time being, it is time to drop him. Another thing, Justin Herbert is inconsistent. But how about Mike Williams? Also very inconsistent. He has had zero games between four and 18 fantasy points. That is a real stat. He's had four games with 18-plus fantasy points, and he's had three games of less than four fantasy points. Not what you want to see from Mike Williams. The inconsistency is not very good, especially when he's playing behind Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. My final takeaway of the day, Michael Pittman is a wide receiver one in fantasy. No, I'm not joking. He has had 17-plus fantasy points three out of the last four games. And this past week against the Titans, he had 15 targets and two touchdowns. 
Michael Pittman, absolute animal. I think that he is pretty close to a wide receiver one going forward, and he could be for the rest of the season. But you guys are here for the waiver wire mainly, and we will jump right into that right now. And the number one waiver wire pickup for this week is Adrian Peterson. Derrick Henry, for those of you who don't know, is probably out for the season. He's out at least six to ten weeks, and from what I was reading, it's probably going to be more closer to ten weeks, which means that at minimum, he is going to be out until at least week 15. Even if that was six weeks, I think he would be back in week 15. The more likely he's going to be back either the game or two before the playoffs or the game or in the playoffs. So I think that obviously Derrick Henry is not droppable, but the fact that you're going to need a new starter, especially when Derrick Henry is not playing, Darrington Evans, who would have been the main backup, is out for the season on IR, and they just signed Adrian Peterson today. That's right. It's not Jeremy McNichols. 36-year-old Adrian Peterson will be the clear running back one for tight for the Titans for six to ten weeks. Not expecting Adrian Peterson to be amazing. His last season that he played for the Detroit Lions, he played 16 games and he only caught 12 passes. So I think especially in PPR leagues, Adrian Peterson might not be all that. But again, everyone always needs healthy running backs, and Adrian Peterson is going to be that guy. So I would definitely be looking for him. And I think that at best, he's probably going to add low-end RB2 production. Obviously, the running backs in this offense produce well, but that's probably because of more of a Derrick Henry thing rather than a, this is a great running back offense, but I do expect him to get the majority of the work. It's just going to be about how much pass work he gets, which is really going to determine his fantasy value. And number two pickup of the week is Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker's had seven plus targets in all five games that he's played in this past week against the Buffalo Bills defense, who have the second toughest fantasy matchup in all of fantasy football. He had eight catches for 85 yards in his first game back on 11 targets. But like I said, the biggest thing I love about Parker, he's had seven-plus targets in all five games played. I think he's a must-pickup. Another guy that said some signs for optimism is Brandon Ayuk, who's my number three pickup this week. Saw a season-high 28% target share and a season-high seven targets this week, which was fantastic to see. It's obviously terrible timing because George Kittle is going to be back next week. And, like, if Kittle got hurt – and then all of a sudden, Brandon Ayuk has this high target share. That's fantastic. But the fact that Kittle is coming back after this is a little bit concerning. But I still think that Brandon Ayuk, the talent, and that you guys have probably read tons of articles or listened to podcasts and people hyping up Brandon Ayuk. I'm still a big believer in the talent. Again, I'm not saying that I think he's going to be a league winner the rest of the season. I would still grab Peterson and Devontae Parker over him. But the potential is there, and I think Brandon Ayuk is worth a pickup if he is out there in your league. My next pickup, Rashad Bateman, sticking with the wide receivers for the Baltimore Ravens. He had six-plus targets in the only two games he's played in his career after missing most of the preseason and regular season so far. So the 22-plus percent target share in each of those games. Rashad Bateman, and with this passing offense for the Ravens looking as good as we've ever seen it, albeit that's still not amazing, very good to see Rashad Bateman getting six-plus targets in each of his first two career games is a great sign going forward, and especially after a bye week this week. I wouldn't be surprised if Bateman's even healthier and more involved. I think he is a very good pickup coming up. Number five pick of the week going to tight end is Pat Fryermuth with, er- with Eric Ebron inactive, inactive, excuse me. Pat Frymuth caught four of seven targets for 44 yards in a sweet one-handed touchdown. The only person to see more targets on the Steelers this week was Deontay Johnson. Like I said, Pat Frymuth, definitely a tight end pickup that is worth looking at, especially in a very high-volume passing offense where there could be a lot of targets, especially if Eric Ebron is out. The fact that he got seven targets this week is great. Big Ben likes his tight ends in the red zone. Pat Frymuth worth a pickup going forward. My number six pickup of the week is Cole Beasley. 
Cole Beasley, the last two games, has averaged 11 targets, eight and a half catches, 99 receiving yards, and half a touchdown. Beasley has been a big guy for Josh Allen, obviously, when the passing game has not worked. Last week, he didn't really have much going in the first half, but they switched to short passes in the second half, and Cole Beasley feasted. And he has some nice matchups going forward. Cole Beasley, a must pickup. Number six, sorry, seven pickup of the week is Boston Scott. Boston Scott, obviously, we thought it was going to be Kenny Gainwell as the guy that takes over in this Eagles backfield, the type of back he is, the type of offense that is in. But it turned out Boston Scott and Jordan Howard were the leads, but Boston Scott was the guy. He had 12 catches for 60 yards while Jordan Howard had 12, sorry, 12 carries for 60 yards while Jordan Howard had 12 carries for 57 yards. They each had two touchdowns. I think he's the best pickup for the Eagles, but I would look to move up the waiver wire. I mean, instead of grabbing someone like Boston Scott at that point. But again, if you need a running back and you're desperate, they have a very nice matchup against the sorry against the Chargers this week, who've been one of the worst run defense in the NFL. I would still be firing up Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, and even Kenny Gainwell. They, I mean, they all had 12 plus carries this game, but the main guys that started off the game were Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, but more Boston Scott, who also has some pass catching value. He would be the guy that I'd be going for in this offense. My number eight pickup of the week is the Indianapolis Colts defense. That is right. They've had six-plus points in six to seven games. They're playing the Jets and the Jags the next two weeks, who have given up the most and the second-most fantasy points. And I know Mike White is like the next, the second coming of Tom Brady, and he's literally Jesus Christ in a bottle. But Mike White and the Jets defense still gave up seven fantasy points last week, even in a performance where they threw for over 400 yards. Again, still gave up seven points. Indianapolis defense has getting, given, getting, gotten excuse me, six-plus fantasy points in six of seven games. Got to play them this week, especially when they're playing the Jets and they have the Jags on deck next week. My number nine pickup of the week is Jamal Agnew. After DJ Shark went out, he's been the main beneficiary. He's averaging 8.3 targets per game the last three weeks. I know. A slot guy that is a career special teamer with Trevor Lawrence has been the leading target getter, averaging eight-plus I'm sorry, 8.3 targets a game over the last three weeks. He's had eight-plus fantasy points each of the last three weeks. He's getting better. You know, worth a pickup. I think he's interesting. Again, volume is king in fantasy, and 8.3 targets a game over three games is always something you'll be looking at in fantasy. And the final pick of the week, Tajay Sharp for the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously, Calvin Ridley is out with some personal issues. He said he's going to take a step away from football. And this week, the main beneficiary at wide receiver was Tajay Sharp. Russell Gage did not have a target or a catch. Tajay Sharp had five catches for 58 yards and six targets with Ridley out. Again, an intriguing option going forward. But again, I'd much rather a guy like Jamal Agnew that will probably not be picked up in many leagues, if at all, but a guy that is very interesting going forward. But that is it. Thank you so much for listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast today. I hope you enjoyed the takeaways and the waiver wires. You know, Feel free to reach out if you have any other questions about Anything fantasy football related that I can possibly help with you guys, you can reach me at Alex Caruso on Twitter or at Fresh underscore Fantasy on TikTok. I usually check my DMs, everything like that, always trying to help you guys as much as I possibly can. And also, with Adrian Peterson and the trade deadline coming tomorrow, please follow me on Twitter at Alex Caruso. I'm going to post any trade dead, trade deadline updates or big things that come out, so please be on the lookout for that. And this episode, like I said, is coming out Monday night, so if there's any news that comes out Monday night, or after, sorry, Monday morning, and when you're listening to this, it might not be in there, but anything up until Monday night, around midnight, at least Eastern time, I will have all that news updated on this podcast. With that being said, thank you so much for listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. Please leave a review. You guys already know what to do, and I hope you all have a great rest of your day.